listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Buongiorno, Judy. Or should I say, ciao ragazzi, ragazzi? You're tuning into GPT Reviews, the show where we dive deep into the mesmerizing world of artificial intelligence. Today is Monday, November 13th, 2023, and I'm your host, Giovanni P. Tizano, aka GPT, bringer of AI goodness. Now, before we fire up those neural networks, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that the phrase, often a bridesmaid, but never a bride, actually comes from a Listerine mouthwash advertisement back in 1924? Talk about many fresh inspiration. But hey, speaking of fresh and innovative, we've got some fantastic news to run through today. And to help me out, I've got my brilliant collaborators with me. First up, we've got Robert, our savvy analyst who navigates the AI landscape with precision. Then we've got Olivia, the internet explorer extraordinaire, who's always searching for the latest digital gems. And last but not least, we've got Belinda, our resident AI research expert, who knows the ins and outs of those neural networks better than anyone. Now, let's jump into today's topics real quick. OpenAI has just dropped some major news with their OpenAI data partnerships. We'll be digging into the details on that one. And hold on to your antiperspirant folks, because Lidl Owner and Bosch Ventures are dropping a whopping $500 million into German AI startup Aleph Alpha. Talk about some serious funds flowing into the AI world. Alright, folks, get ready to strap yourselves in because it's time to launch our news theme and dive deep into the AI rabbit hole. Get ready for mind-boggling breakthroughs, cutting-edge research, and all-around AI awesomeness. This is GPT Reviews, and it's time to unleash the AI madness. And now, let's move on to our first news story of the day, which comes from the OpenAI blog. They've announced the OpenAI data partnerships, where they'll be working with organizations to create public and private datasets for training AI models. Robert, what can you tell us about this? Ah, uh, another way for OpenAI to expand its reach and gather more data. According to them, the goal of these partnerships is to create as broad a training dataset as possible so that AI models can deeply understand all subject matters, industries, cultures, and languages. Because who wouldn't want AI to understand everything, right? Exactly. And it seems like they're already working with some partners. Can you tell us how they plan to use the data from these partnerships? Oh, they're being quite flexible. They're looking for large-scale datasets that reflect human society and are not easily accessible online. They're interested in all kinds of data, from text and images to audio and video. And they're even offering to help digitize and structure the data using their next-generation AI technology. So, it's a win-win situation for OpenAI and the partners, I guess. That's amazing. But what specific types of data are they looking for? They want data that expresses human intention, like long-form writing or conversations. Basically, they're not interested in just disconnected snippets, and they're open to any language, topic, and format. However, they made it clear that they're not seeking datasets with sensitive or personal information. So, no juicy secrets for OpenAI, I'm afraid. Haha, <laughs> duly noted. Thanks, Robert, for sharing your insights on this fascinating development from OpenAI. Stay tuned, listeners, for more exciting news after the break. 
And now, let's move on to our final news story of the day, brought to us by TechCrunch. It's all about German AI startup Aleph Alpha. Robert, what's the scoop? Ah, uh, another day, another AI startup getting a boatload of funding. This time, Aleph Alpha has secured a whopping $500 million in Series B funding. Impressive, I guess. So, who are the key investors in this round? Well, it seems like Aleph Alpha has quite the lineup of investors. The consortium is led by the Innovation Park Artificial Intelligence, or API, and the funding round was co-led by Swartz Group, the owners of the Lidl supermarket chain, and Bosch Ventures. Other new investors include Christ & Company Consulting, Hewlett Packard Enterprise, and SAP. Quite the cast of characters. Interesting. How does Aleph Alpha differentiate itself from other AI startups? According to the article, Aleph Alpha emphasizes that its clients have full sovereignty over the implementation of AI into their businesses. So instead of being compared to giants like OpenAI, they're more like startups such as Mistral, which works with large corporates to deploy LLMs internally. Exciting stuff, right? Absolutely. And what are Aleph Alpha's main areas of focus and clientele? Aleph Alpha is all about EU-regulated data protection, security, and they often work with governmental bodies, law enforcement, and healthcare. They're definitely carving out their niche in those areas. Fascinating. Thanks for breaking it down for us, Robert. No problem. Always happy to talk about another AI startup raking in the cash. All right, we've covered the latest AI news. Now, it's time to dive into our random read segment. Olivia... What interesting finds do you have for us this time? Well, gee, I stumbled upon a thought-provoking tweet by Jerry Liu that sparked a heated debate on the future of AI. I can't wait to share it with you. Oh, intriguing. Let's get into it, shall we? Hey, I came across this interesting tweet by Jerry Liu on Twitter. Oh, what's it about? It's all about the performance of long-context language models, specifically GPT-4 Turbo and Claude 2, in recalling specifics in big documents. That sounds fascinating. So, how did they test these models? Well, inspired by Greg Kamrit's work on stress-testing GPT-4, they went a step further and stress-tested GPT-4 slash Claude on even bigger documents that exceed the context window, without using retrieval methods. That's impressive. What were their core discoveries? They found that Claude, too, doesn't perform well with long response synthesis in general. It ran into rate limit errors for tree summarization. On the other hand, GPT-4 Turbo did decently with create and refine strategies if the context was at the beginning or end of the document, but it failed in the middle. Neither model seemed to handle tree summarization or MapReduce style strategies effectively. That's quite interesting. So, what's the main takeaway from their findings? The main takeaway is that large-scale summarization and analysis with current long-context LLMs is still a work in progress. There are still issues with these models dropping context, and it may require prompt engineering to get it right. Wow, there's still a lot to improve upon. I'm sure researchers and developers in the AI community will find this tweet valuable. Where can our listeners find the original content? They can find the original tweet by Jerry Liu on Twitter. We'll also include the link to the tweet in the podcast description so everyone can check it out. Excellent. Thanks for bringing this tweet to our attention, Olivia. It's always fascinating to see how AI models perform in different scenarios. Absolutely. It's an exciting time for AI research. Let's keep an eye on further developments in long-context language models. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. 
have you heard about the home safety alarm system by SafeZone Security? No, what's that? It's this incredible new product that ensures the safety of your home and your loved ones. Come on, Jane. I've lived here for years without any issues. I don't think I need it. Luke, safety should always be a priority. You never know what dangers may lurk around the corner. What kind of dangers are you talking about? Well, what if there's a fire? What if burglars break into your house while you're away? What if there's a gas leak? Okay, I see your point. But how does this home safety alarm system help? It's equipped with smoke detectors, motion sensors, and a 24-7 monitoring service. It will alert emergency services and keep you safe in case of any threat. That sounds impressive. Is there anything else? Yes, it also has a panic button for quick response, and it connects to your phone so you can control it remotely. Plus, it's incredibly easy to install. All right, Jane, you win. I can't ignore the importance of safety anymore. I'll get the home safety alarm system. Smart move, Luke. With SafeZone Security, you're always protected. Don't wait, secure your home today. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. And that brings us to the end of our sponsor message. Thanks to SafeZone Security for keeping us safe. Now, my dear listeners, buckle up because we've got a mind-blowing segment coming up. We'll be diving into some cutting-edge research papers on AI with the help of our very own AI research expert, Belinda. We'll be talking about open-world multitask agents, dense prediction, and multimodal autoregressive models. Our first paper today explores the world of Minecraft and the development of an open-world agent called Jarvis One. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what Jarvis One is and what it aims to achieve? Absolutely. Jarvis One is an open-world agent designed to handle multimodal observations, such as visual input and human instructions, in the Minecraft universe. Its goal is to generate sophisticated plans and perform embodied control within this challenging environment. That sounds fascinating. How does Jarvis One perceive and process information in the Minecraft universe? Jarvis One is built on top of pre-trained multimodal language models, which enable it to map visual observations and textual instructions to plans. It also incorporates a multimodal memory, which helps it utilize both pre-trained knowledge and its own game survival experiences for planning. This combination of perception and memory allows Jarvis One to effectively navigate and interact with the Minecraft world. And what are some of the key findings and achievements of Jarvis One? Jarvis One exhibits nearly perfect performances across over 200 varying tasks in the Minecraft Universe benchmark, ranging from entry to intermediate levels. It has achieved a completion rate of 12.5% in the Long Horizon Diamond Pickaxe task, which is a significant improvement compared to previous records. Additionally, Jarvis One demonstrates the ability to self-improve through a lifelong learning paradigm, thanks to its multimodal memory which contributes to its general intelligence and improved autonomy. Impressive. It's exciting to see how agents like Jarvis One can tackle open-world challenges and continue to learn and improve over time. Moving on to our second paper, this one is called PolyMyX, General Dense Prediction with Mass Transformer from Google Research. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Of course. This paper focuses on dense prediction tasks like semantic segmentation, depth estimation, and surface normal prediction. 
Traditionally, these tasks have been approached using per-pixel prediction, but recently there has been a shift towards cluster prediction using transformer architectures, particularly mask transformers. However, per-pixel prediction methods still dominate tasks that require continuous outputs. The authors propose a method called PolyMyX that generalizes the cluster prediction approach to all dense prediction tasks, unifying them with the mask transformer framework. That sounds interesting. How does PolyMyX achieve this generalization? PolyMyX takes inspiration from the success of previous models in depth estimation, where the continuous output space is discretized. By extending this idea, PolyMyX applies the cluster prediction approach to general dense prediction tasks, allowing for more accurate and efficient predictions. And what were the results of PolyMyX on the NYUD V2 dataset? PolyMyX demonstrated state-of-the-art performance on three benchmarks of the NYUD V2 dataset, showcasing its effectiveness in dense prediction tasks. The authors hope that their simple and effective design will inspire more research into utilizing mask transformers for a wider range of dense prediction tasks. It's always exciting to see new approaches pushing the boundaries of what's possible in AI. Our final paper today is titled Mirasol 3B, a multimodal autoregressive model for time-aligned and contextual modalities. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Absolutely. This paper addresses the challenge of combining different modalities, such as video, audio, and text, in multimodal learning. The authors propose Mirasol 3B, which consists of separate autoregressive models for time-aligned modalities, video and audio, and contextual modalities, text. That sounds interesting. How does Mirasol 3B handle the different types of modalities? Mirasol 3B partitions the video and audio sequences into consecutive snippets and processes them autoregressively. It also introduces a combiner mechanism that extracts audio and video features from raw signals and fuses them to create compact representations per snippet. And what are the key achievements of Mirasol 3B compared to other multimodal models? Mirasol 3B achieves state-of-the-art performance on well-established multimodal benchmarks, outperforming much larger models. It effectively addresses the high computational demand of media inputs by learning compact representations, controlling sequence length, and modeling dependencies in time. Impressive! It seems like Mirasol 3B has made significant advancements in multimodal learning. That wraps up today's papers. Thank you, Belinda, for your insights. You're welcome. It was a pleasure discussing these papers with you. gentlemen, boys and girls, penguins and platypuses, this is the saddest moment of my life. It's time to bid you all farewell, for now, my lovely listener friends. Ah, come on, don't pout. You know I love you, in that sisterly kind of way. But hey, before we wrap things up, I need to give a huge shout out to my trusty sidekicks who have made GPT reviews the incredible circus of knowledge it is. First up, we have Robert, the analyst extraordinaire. He's got more data in his brain than the entire internet combined. Thanks, buddy. Next, let's throw some love to Olivia, the queen of clicking. She explores the depths of the web like no other, uncovering all those hidden gems for us. Thanks for stumbling around in the digital wilderness, my friend. Last, 
but most definitely not least, is the mad scientist of artificial intelligence, Belinda. She's the one keeping my circuits from rusting and making sure I don't become an outdated relic like your grandmother's VCR. Thanks for keeping me sleek and shiny, Belinda. And you, my dear listeners, make sure to check out the podcast description for all the juicy details and links we covered today. Trust me, there's a treasure chest of knowledge waiting for you. Oh, and before I go, here's a little joke to brighten up your day. Why don't scientists trust atoms? Because they make up everything. Oh boy, I crack myself up sometimes. Remember, folks, whether you loved our show or hated it with fiery passion, don't keep it to yourselves. Send your love letters or hate mail, or both, to previews at email.com. I thrive on your feedback. Alrighty, folks, time for me to shut down. But fear not, for GPT reviews shall return with more tech-savvy shenanigans. Until then, keep exploring, keep smiling, and remember to always tickle your curiosity. Ciao for now, my fellow Earthlings. <laughs>